Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm John T. Hannibal and this is Beyond Domination Podcast. It is 23 September 2020 and I have, I think, a very interesting show for you guys today with some interesting thoughts, some interesting insights. So let's get started. So I am post-call today. I am currently working in um, Krishani Baraguana Academic Hospital's COVID ICU. And like so many doctors out there, I use quite often my post-call days to catch up on pretty much everything outside of medicine. You know, to to go and spend some time with friends, to, to get stuff done you know, admin kind of things that you just don't get time for usually. Um, and it probably isn't the greatest thing always because we probably should be sleeping. We're already sleep deprived. But anyway, so I headed to to uh, Bedford View today to go and fetch my, my new Nanos, my CrossFit shoes. And while I was there, I met up with my good friend Marlies who's also um, busy specializing in emergency medicine. Um, and we met up there for a quick, uh, quick breakfast and sort of a catch-up session. And while we were there and we were talking about just about life and about medicine and about what's going on, you know, what's going on with, with us, with our friends, with our peers, she mentioned something very, very interesting. She mentioned that she thinks we are all messed up because of the job we do. And what she implied was that we are emotionally or we become emotionally blunted towards uh, the harder things in life, like towards death especially. And that we do this as a way of protecting ourselves from some of the horrible stuff we need to deal with in medicine. And... As we were talking about it, I was actually telling her that I disagree with the point. I don't think that we are messed up. I think we might have a better way of viewing death than the greater community. Because um, if we think back maybe a thousand years ago, um, death was a way more real thing for the community. I mean... Um, the average life expectancy was maybe 30 years of age, maybe even less. Um, kids died at a young age from diseases. Quite a few kids often in families ended up dying. Um, you know, people went to war and you had people dying in war. It was a violent kind of societies in general. And death was a very, very real thing and part of life. Whereas now, most of us can expect to live probably to 80 or 90 years of age. And we don't necessarily even encounter death until maybe we're 40, 50, 60 years old and our parents die. Except for a few exceptions um, to the rule, which is us, of course, for guys doing medicine, because we deal with death way more often. And as such, I was actually pointing out that maybe our response is a more normal response, viewing death as part of a normal cycle of life, 
Whereas most other people have never really thought about it um, and tend actually to ignore it or sort of be oblivious to the fact that we're all going to die eventually. Sounds kind of morbid, but uh, that's the fact of life and it actually gives us, in a sense, um, it gives us urgency to, to live well because we know um, this life is not going to last forever and we need to make the most of the time we do have. We did end up agreeing, however, on one very interesting point. And that was that the medical fraternity in general, and I probably can't speak for the whole world, but this is definitely the case in South Africa and the way um, the medical community functions. And that is that we are taught to sort of bury our feelings, that we aren't allowed to express normal human emotions, that it's not okay to be upset with bad outcomes. It's not okay to, to cry when a patient dies or something horrible happens. Um, I mean, if I think back to my surgical rotations as a student, if I, if I had to cry there, they would probably kick me straight out of the program. That's almost how bad it felt. They probably wouldn't really do it, but I mean, you would be viewed as completely weak, as not up to, to the task. And that's sort of the whole outlook in the medical community. It's not acceptable to cry or be upset. It's not okay to admit weakness. It's not okay to say that you're struggling or that, you, that you're tired or that stuff at home isn't going well. You just never can show weakness. It's like a doctor has to be this kind of robot. You need to be the Terminator. That's basically what's expected of you. You're supposed to turn into the Terminator. Suffering like this is your initiation through internship and everything else. Um, and even when you're done with that, you can never show weakness. You can never cry. You can never be upset. We need to bury these feelings. And... As we were discussing this and thinking about it, I think the sad truth of the matter is most of us end up dealing then with our emotions in a very destructive way. Um, as we can't express it at work, we often feel like we can't express it at home either because um, our loved ones not being doctors probably wouldn't understand what we're going through so often we don't feel like taking it home and we end up dealing with this in a in a really destructive ways um, there are so many doctors who use alcohol excessively who end up um, mixed up with drugs which can be sort of recreational drugs but it's also often like you know medical drugs that ends up going missing from the hospitals um, you know, just burying yourself even more in your work, spending more and more time at the hospital or even studying at home. You just never let go of work because you don't actually want to deal with your emotions. You're trying to just forget or ignore it and just push through it. Um, sex, you know, just um, ending up in relationships or not even relationships but just indiscriminate sex also just as a way of 
of numbing the pain and trying to forget about um, the bad stuff that's happening. And um, you know, this is unfortunately part of what's, what's starting to happen here and probably has been happening now for, for decades because of uh, just the way the, the system is actually failing us. So this is all good and well. We know this problem now exists. Um, if you haven't before, probably you did. And we know that these ways of dealing with it isn't the right way. It isn't constructive. Um, the question then becomes, now what? How are we going to fix this? Um, and we were talking about it that the first thing we need to do in terms of the new doctors coming into the system is we need to be able to give them the space and to uh, remember that they might be seeing or dealing with the death of a patient for the first time and we need to give them the space to to express that emotion, to to acknowledge that it's normal to be upset about it um, and to basically ensure that they don't end up burying emotions the way a lot of us ended up doing. Yeah, at the end of the day, if we want uh, things to change, it's it's up to us to, to ensure that we are sort of those agents of change in the system as well. But um, that doesn't really solve the issue for us. How are we going to deal with our own issues and how are we going to deal with our own emotions and our own baggage and all this stuff going on? And it's a very good question. And... Um, I think first of all is to to find colleagues that you can talk to um, that won't look down on you for having these emotions or view you as weak, uh, view as weak or make you feel inferior for it. Having a colleague that you can express uh, sort of anger, sadness, disgust, whatever too is a major major part of dealing with these issues. And I think then a second one obviously is finding constructive outlets um, for myself and I know for Marlise as well uh, CrossFit and training is a big part of it um, for a lot of you it might be different things meditation prayer religion uh, spiritual practices of some sort um, at the end of the day your exact choice of coping mechanism doesn't matter um, but I think the first step is you need to be aware that we tend to want to um, sort of sedate in the sense of using drugs, alcohol, um, burying ourselves in work, avoiding, isolating, um, numbing the pain. And just that realization already and knowing how we sort of want to automatically handle the situation um, creates a space where you can choose differently. You can realize that um, instead of doing this, this past behavior, we can choose a constructive way of, of dealing with our, with our pain, with our loss, with, with the sadness that we often, and the, you know, the sadness we need to deal with at work. Um, and, and just as well knowing that you can express emotion, even if you not end up doing it at work, I'm not saying cry on your shift. It's probably still not a good idea. But um, there's nothing wrong with going home and crying at home. Um, 
and expressing your emotion about what's going on in your life. I think especially as men, um, it's even worse. Um, females, I mean, you can get away with crying, I guess, more, more easily. But society in general are extremely hard on men. And that's in general. I mean, it's, it's, in general, it's not viewed as okay for a man to cry. It's just not acceptable. Um, I always think of um, that show, The 70 Show, and Red Foreman, the dad, who is this hardcore dude coming out of an army, who just never gives any space for any emotions. It's not manly to say you love someone. It's not manly to cry. It's not manly to do this or that. There's so many... It's basically, you're not allowed to express emotion. And that's still largely our society view men and or put the pressure on men to behave and now you put us in this setting of medicine where it's even worse and you are exposed to a lot of trauma you expect it not to express your emotion and that's where you end up in this disastrous cycle of of just destructive behavior sedating numbing and avoiding um, the pain so yeah, um, I think it all starts with awareness, being aware that we tend to do this and just remembering or giving yourself permission to to have emotion, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, but to have emotion, to feel upset about things. We aren't terminators. We are human beings. Um, if we are going to start trying to numb ourselves and reject our emotions, we are going to end up completely uh, messed up, like Marlies said. Uh, then that is unfortunately going to be true for us. But I think we still have a choice here. We can retain our humanity here, but we need to give ourselves permission to act human. We aren't superheroes. We aren't the Terminator. At the end of the day, um, part of being a real man Part of being a real woman is to have emotion and to, to be vulnerable in that sense and to be able to admit that we are struggling, that things are upsetting, that things do hurt, and that's okay. Um, so that's it for this week. Um, yeah, I think um, Marlies is giving me so much inspiration for this podcast. Um, I definitely need to get on the show sometime. I mean, we can just basically record our conversations and um, it would be great episodes. But anyway, um, until next time, keep dominating.